0: you're listening to creeping wave radio a documentation of our decidedly creepy escapades here on you mind once the mics go off
1: See? There it is.
0: Just like I told you. You said it was a blimp, but that's a dirigible.
1: Whatever you call it. It's been circling like that for over an hour now. It almost looks like the one not
0: Hitler's brain and the circus freaks took off in.
1: It sounds like they're having engine trouble. I know. This is going to be good. Here we go.
2: Uh Uh-oh. What's going on? Why did it get so quiet all of a sudden? I think we lost power to the engines. I told you it wasn't a good idea to just keep circling around aimlessly like that.
3: You said no such thing, you infernal!
0: <laughs> uh, normally, i drop everything to go find your jaw, sir. But this is a bit of an emergency.
3: Engine room, report status. Both engines not functional sir. We'll fix it. Mm, we really don't know how. You what? I mean, we read a couple books on dirigibles when you told us what boss insisted on, but, but- just a couple of service rings down here, sir. Literally. Yeah,
0: this I told you, we
2: should've just gone with a motorhome. I know, I know. It's all good for a second. What else have you play
3: with?
2: Well, I guess it's up to me, Jojo, the dog-faced boy, to bring her down. That's where she's headed, sir. One way or another!
1: There she goes! Oh, Nap, isn't it beautiful?
0: Yeah. It's weird. I'm kind of getting deja vu over here, but I don't know why.
1: Oh, Nap, isn't it romantic? The bodies tangled in wreckage. Those who survived, forced to watch helplessly as flames closing around them with no escape. Chaos consumes all. Yeah, uh, maybe we should go help. I mean... Make love to me. Yep.
0: Napoleon
3: Boom.
2: Oh, Um, hi, boss. How are you?
3: What in hell's name are you doing to my little girl? I'm
2: not a little girl, Daddy. I'm
1: 2,619.
3: Yes. And I suppose you know everything there is to know, then, in your lofty two and a half millennia of life. Oh, jeez.
0: I knew it was just a matter of time before I got it. Here it comes. Just make your punishment swift, sir. No. Don't you dare. Napoleon
3: is human. Technically, an amaranthine, but yeah. I expect this kind of stupidity from his kind. You, Harmargo, have disappointed me greatly. I don't care anymore. Don't you see, Daddy? I'm in love. His breed doesn't deserve your love. They can't understand it. Not the way we demons do. In another few years, you won't even be a memory to him. Do you think you can keep him as some kind of pet and retrain him time and time again to pretend he cares for you? I didn't raise you to play make-believe with these worms. That seems kind of racist. Silence! You have no idea what you've done. How could you, Daddy? How could you? Margo! You get back here this instant. She poofed. I, I can't believe she just poofed. Here we go again. Wonderful. Again? Walk with me, Napoleon. Um, I guess.
0: Sure. What are you going to
3: do to me? Nothing. Nothing? In some ways, that's the worst punishment of all, isn't it?
0: Well, I'm not going to try and give you any ideas, so...
3: When I fell from heaven, Napoleon... I did not fall alone. There was one who I loved, one who stood with me when I sought to grant man knowledge to accompany his free will. Oh, I see. You're running your catechism lessons over and over again through your head. The scriptures you were made to memorize, but you'll find no trace of her there. I remember all of those, my rosaries,
0: my act of contrition, but nothing of my life or
3: who I was. It's funny what we're allowed to keep, isn't it? I guess. It's beautiful in this time of year, when the sunlight blazes down through the autumn leaves like this. I imagine it's what humans hope to capture in the stained glass of their cathedrals, holding one moment in place forever. Yeah, you know, probably. I used to come and go between heaven and earth, as I pleased. You see, I love this mortal world and all is beauty. I thought I loved mankind. It's why I granted them the gift of knowledge. Man was made with free will, something we angels, fallen or otherwise, will never know. I see. But free will means nothing without temptation, without being tasked to choose between good and evil, and having mind enough to know the difference. Oh, not really, no. And thus, as punishment. I was charged with the duty of offering man that choice again and again. It served as a reminder that my gift had been futile. Futile, sir? Yes. Just because a man has knowledge enough to make the right decision doesn't assure that he will. Not usually, no. Now, I shepherd the wayward souls who fall from grace because of my temptations. But the one I loved was offered up to a different fate. What's that? She so loved humanity and all the beauty of this world. I wonder if she does still. Couldn't you find her? No, I'm afraid that's quite impossible. But why? You see, we're a lot alike, Napoleon. Both of us cast out from our worlds, forever separated from those who we once loved. I am aware of the woman you see in your dreams of your ability to leave this mortal realm while you sleep. So, you're the dream police now? No, but I alone can relate to your imprisonment in that human husk. I know that no woman you meet in your waking life can ever truly compare to the love you lost, the love that endures in your nightborn caprices. But that doesn't stop you from sating your desires with the flesh of anyone foolish enough to offer herself to you. My many children should be proof enough of our shared burden. It isn't like that with Margot, I swear. Even if I could trust your word, and believe me, I want nothing more than to do that. What is she to do when your memories leave you? Would you condemn her to that kind of life, forever tending to your shattered consciousness? <sighs> In a way, I'm glad you have no answer for me. It shows me you're capable of reflection. Yeah. That's it, I
0: guess. I... I just need some time to think.
3: Yes, of course you do. Here. Perhaps a nice long drive will return you to your senses. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that that sounds like a good idea.
1: different but the
0: Geez, I've been driving all night long. The sun is just coming up. Well, Dork is said to come see her before noon. I wonder how early visiting hours start.
2: Since needed,
4: needed, needed in the, the casino, casino staff, staff is advised,
0: advised to, wear to wear full, wear full body, body armor. armor. Thank, Thank you. you.
4: Hey, sweetie pie, you lost? Oh, no, I... This here's a geezer farm, buddy, where we send Grammy and Grampy out to pasture. This ain't no party. This ain't no
0: disco. This ain't no fooling around. <laughs>
4: yeah. What the hell's your deal, Mac?
0: Um, <laughs> well, I guess I can't expect to get in essentially using the same bit twice. Uh, I'm here to visit someone. Does someone have a name? Dorcas Morlock.
4: You gotta be fucking kidding me. Let's see here. Marco, Motsin, Morales. Ah, Morlock. Oh. Oh? Um, look, I'm sorry. I, I gave you a rough time, kid. What is it? Says yeah, uh, Dorcas Morlock was pronounced dead at four forty five last night. What? What from? Gonna take a shot of the dock and say old age?
0: Right. Of course. I I uh I can't I, I mean I just saw her yesterday.
4: Hey look. I could take you back to her room, let you get her things in order. Her great granddaughter's already back there. Your family? Oh, um, yes, family. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, of course you are. You just come along with me, okay? So,
0: uh, yes, here it is. Oh, not much to it, is there?
2: They don't really anticipate long stays around here.
0: No, I guess they wouldn't. I'm Nap. Uh, wish we were meeting under happier circumstances.
2: (laughs) Oh, Nap, I feel as though I know you already.
0: Yeah, so I don't want
4: to make a nuisance of myself or nothing... You know the door codes, so you should be able to come and go as you please. Same one for every door? Yeah. I mean, it's an old folks' home, not Fort Knox. Not like anyone's going to try and break in or, um, you know what I mean.
2: Sure. Hey, what model walkie-talkie do you got there on your belt? Oh, um, I don't know. May I see it? My great-grandpa carried one of the first models back in World War II. I bet he'll be happy to see Grammy again.
4: You know, you you go ahead and hang on to that. Nothing much happens around here anyway.
2: Oh, thank you. You don't know how much this means to me.
4: Yeah. Hey, sure, lady. You enjoy it. I better get back to the front desk. I'm uh Well, I'm Well, I sure am sorry for your loss, you kids. Really, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, I guess.
2: He said you'd come back here. The receptionist. I just didn't think it'd be so soon. Here, give me your hand. Okay, sure. Um oof, What are you doing now? Oh. Uh, <laughs> you remember dancing like this back in Chicago? No, but I'm happy to have you refresh my memory. Figured that's what he came here for. Yeah,
0: it was. Guess that's never going to happen now.
2: Don't look so defeated. Come on. Lay down here next to me and tell me all your troubles. Um, should you be doing that? I I mean, it is a dead woman's bed. Nap, I'm not dead. No, I mean Dorcas. It's me, Nap. I am Dorcas. What? You don't recognize me? I'm hurt. But you were an old woman yesterday. And you're complaining? No, I... just... how? I'm kind of foggy on the finer details myself, but I'm sure it had something to do with you. Oh, yeah. I'm still not clear on just exactly how all this ether stuff works either. Well, good. Happy accident. Maybe? Why question it? Dorcas, it's been a long time, and... It sure has. When you disappeared on me, I thought I'd never forgive you. I swore the first thing I'd do if I ever saw you again was sock you on good right in that smug face of yours. I'm sorry about that. No, you aren't, Nap. How can you be sorry about something you don't even remember? Well, that's a good point. I hated you for so long. Um, well... That's a common reaction, actually. I hated all your stories. Stories? About you being some kind of goblin with amnesia and how you're on the run from communist vampires. Goblin? It was all so magical, so exciting. I wanted to believe all your tall tales. But the worst one was how you made me believe you had known my father. Yeah, Uh, about that. You were my only connection to him. I trusted you. Yeah... Uh. Could you maybe just sock me one, like you
0: said, and I can go hate myself somewhere else?
2: Figured you'd told me all that nonsense on account of my being young and gullible. Thought you'd have your fun with me when all the while you were just paving the way for your escape. Well, I could see why you might think so. I did. Until yesterday, when I saw you standing there, looking just like I remembered. Right down to that ridiculous hair. Why is everyone so fixated on my hair all of a sudden? Everything you told me was true, wasn't it? Probably. I'm a really bad liar. Do you think maybe we could start again? Where we left off? Dorcas, I, well... I haven't had anything to look forward to in my life for so long. Please don't say that. Why not? It's true. I've been locked up in this place for so long Doped up and watching the roaches crawl over my body, wondering if I'm dead yet. Wow, that's super gross. Not to diminish your experience or anything, but you. How many people get a second chance like this? What do we have to lose? Dorcas, I have a girlfriend. You mean that awful little blondie with the horns? She's not awful. She's brilliant and beautiful. I heard what she said to you. How she follows you around, spying on you, never giving you any moment's privacy. Yeah, well, that, that's not great I guess. Are you afraid she's here right now? Is that it? You're afraid she's watching us? Well... I say let her. Serves her right for snooping. We should do it right here in front of her. Oh, believe me, part of me wants to. A lot. Bet I know which part.
0: It's just that, well, you
2: still have all your memories of me, and for all intents and purposes, I've only really just met you. Just how long do you intend to keep me waiting, Nap? I just... I feel like maybe we should get to know each other somewhat. Mm, You always were the old-fashioned type. Was I? Oh yes. I always loved making you blush. Am I blushing right now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could help me remember some of that, you know, how I used to be. Come on, the cocktail lounge on the patio opens at six. We can have a few drinks, chat for a spell, maybe take a dip in the pool. I, I didn't bring my suit. That's okay. Neither did I. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, drinks would be nice. It's kind of early, but too early. Nap. One thing you learn very quickly around here is that time is all you have. It's never too early or too late for anything.
3: Uh.
0: everybody. Hey, so we are here with our musical guest for today's episode, Margo McGrath.
1: Hey. Hey, Margo.
0: How's it going? Great. Glad to be on the show again. Yes. So she is a returning guest and we're very excited to have her on. So tell us a little bit about what's been going on with your career music-wise and projects you've been working on.
1: Um, just had the opportunity to be featured on Rick McCracken's latest CD. He just re- released one with some originals and some good stuff. Uh, the album's called Falling Higher, and I sing a song called If You Please on that. I'm pleased with that. <laughs> and besides that, I've sort of been revamping old material and getting ready to get the EP together. Um, the song you hear on this episode is an original one that I composed three or four years ago and trying to rework some other lyrics and tool them into something palatable. Very cool. Now, I
0: actually heard it uh, online. I think it was like Facebook that I just happened to stumble across and I was like, can, can we use it?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, and it's very cool. Cause a lot of your stuff is very surprising. You'll just like pop up with a song one day and uh, it's, it's very raw and very like, you know, spur of the moment, and I think that that's kind of how inspiration strikes.
1: Thank you. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And so I, I always enjoy that. Uh, I've also been uh, watching your videos on Smule. Is that how it's pronounced?
1: Oh, yeah. I believe Smule. <laughs> it's, it's like, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. Yeah, I, I, that's been, um, you know, I was just doing that in downtime to work on vocals and have a good time. It's a little karaoke app, but it's... Got me excited. Um, there's so much you can do remotely with other artists now, mm-hmm. so that's a fun mess around thing. But it gives me ideas as far as collaborating with some of my friends long distance. for oh, sure. too. Yeah, do that, anything now.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. And uh, you also uh, are doing several of the songs for score for this episode as well. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah <makes sense. laughs> so uh, basically, how that works is I send Margot kind of the edited episode without soundtrack uh, with like all the audio effects and like the sound uh, editing, but no score. And then Margot kind of writes songs that will frame a certain scene and sort of give the atmosphere. Uh, So, Tell us a little bit about your process to make that
1: happen. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I was showing uh, a friend of mine going over it. It was sort of embarrassing the notes, but I go through and you know say this one weird, this spooky. But I, I enjoy. It. I listen to it and then just try to feel how mm-hmm. the music would fill my head first. Like there's a dirigible crash. I better have that sort of spiral out of control feel, mm-hmm. and um, I appreciate the artistic leeway and freedom to sort of just create yes. stuff you know I want it to sort of be effects that's like so when mm-hmm. I when I compose all the time it just sort of emoting and trying to do the same thing with with sound effects it's been fun and it's a learning process but a cool process so far
0: very cool now when you uh write a
1: song because I've actually
0: been there and seen you kind of like jamming and just like things pop up and then maybe later we'll hear like oh yeah that's it works its way into a song or something like that did you hear it in your head or does it just like come through you or how does that work
1: yeah just sort of feel it um and a lot of the times maybe i'll have a key or something like when you jam but you just sort of go by what what i feel very cool (laughs) that's awesome
0: blurted out (laughs) yeah yeah so very cool uh, it's it's a very enviable talent, I think, to just kind of sit there and pull the notes out of the air like that. It's very cool. I like that. So, yeah. Um, and uh, I actually, this morning, uh, we're recording this on Veterans Day or Armistice Day, if you're in the UK. Uh, this morning, I was with a couple of your fans. Um, actually (laughs) my nieces happen to be really big fans of Margot's music I I had these recordings I did of her when she was playing at Aztec brewery which is a brewery in Vista California and uh, yeah they they love you and they love your pink guitar
1: oh (laughs) (laughs) that video did make my day I got (laughs) your niece watching it yeah they're
0: they're very into it so uh, they actually uh, said that they want to learn to play guitar now (laughs) Oh so. <laughs> so. that's which is very cute. Yeah,
1: there needs to be more women making yeah. their way in the music industry. Uh, yeah, why
0: not? I mean it's it's um it's one of the things that always makes me really frustrated. Um I because I do comic books, I do podcasting and stuff like that. And you occasionally meet people who are like, What is it like to be a woman in the comic yeah. book industry? And I was like, I, I don't know, I'm an artist, I draw and I write, and it really doesn't have much to do with being a woman. And the thing that really wears on me is uh, like one of the people that I was talking to last Comic Fest was talking about like, well, my wife dressed up as Batgirl and asked (laughs) questions at a DC panel. (laughs) And it's just like, and somebody cared? Yeah. And it's like, that's who? eh? Yeah. It's like, yeah, people should have the freedom to write music or draw or (laughs) whatever. And it it shouldn't be anything to
1: do with that but yeah yeah it's cathartic and I think whatever creative outlet helps you express yourself it's necessary and yeah I think I think that it's not always encouraged especially in public schools for little ones anymore to take on a craft but Mm -hmm. yeah it shouldn't be a gender-based thing we should just feel welcome and like we have a right to say and express what we'd like to get on it yeah if you're feeling it grab that guitar (laughs) just rock out (laughs) what is
0: your preferred instrument
1: Mm, you know i it goes back and forth when i go out i use the guitar a lot of the time Mm -hmm. but i'm trying to get back into keyboard again yeah so i grew up playing and um i feel like you can express a lot with it and yeah
0: and you play a very exciting instrument that I'm I'm really <laughs> really excited about and you know what I'm talking about
1: The melodica. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite so, yes. yeah that's probably the most fun to jam on
0: <laughs> so I, I you'll you have to correct me it, it's like basically like a accordion with no bellows and then you become the bellows because yes. you blow into it too yes, yes all right that's that's really awesome and it has a really cool circusy sound that uh, I, I love. I, I've I like, <laughs> and
1: I've gotten mixed reactions. From it. I'm always jazzed, but people, people have a strong response either way. But I honestly, um, yeah, I've, that's sometimes a last friend. Should I, because I will attempt to work into every song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I don't know. It's awesome. You should do a cover album all melodica.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like all the songs that are way over covered. Just cover them There's with a soul. light. Yeah, just like you got to have Stairway in there
1: and free
0: bird and just like.
1: Crazy train. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just <laughs> every song that we're sick of hearing needs to be reborn through the melodica. So.
1: I, I'm, I'm 100% blind. I went to. Um, at the nearby beach, Swami's Beach, they do those um, open jams on weekends. And oh, I cool. went this summer, and there was a second melodica player oh, there. Nice. But, yeah, I was really. I hope that it becomes a more widespread thing again. Yeah, oh,
0: that's that's very exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: but I, I I've always like secretly in my heart of hearts, and I know I've I've told you about this, wanted to start a band called Cruise Control, where we cover only songs from Tom Cruise movies, <laughs> and it. <laughs> You know, I I, I I see a lot of room for the Melodica in that. So I'd love I mean, to be it, a part it, of yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because we got Top Gun. You know, Kenny Loggins as done by Melodica would be
1: amazing.
0: <laughs> so that I, I think would be excellent. Um, if if you listen to this season, you'll know that I'm like kind of obsessed with Top Gun, and <laughs> it's it's very dorky. But growing up in San Diego and stuff like that, it's 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 part of our cultural yeah, heritage. That Top Gun bar down there. Yeah, road. yeah, the Kansas City mm. bar. So I can't play Great Balls of Fire, but I want to learn it just so I can mm. go there and be like the 4,000th person who's done that. <laughs> they probably don't even have the piano there because of that.
1: Ah, oh, we can bring one. <laughs> because That's what we, we need to do. do. <laughs> Shoot a creeping wave music. Just wheel there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Light the piano on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: can't. One of my nieces has like a baby piano and she started playing it with her foot. Aww. And I was just like,
1: oh, how very precious. <laughs> little Jerry Lee Lewis.
0: <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's cool to see them uh, getting into music. And um, so tell us a little bit about just the world of Margot. Like, what's going on?
1: Oh, mainly that, you know, I have I think we all go through phases. I was performing a little bit more, and I've sort of gone into that cave, mm-hmm. and um, I've been daydreaming and trying to come up with a lot of different things that I hope will incorporate into something good eventually, but yeah. thinking of music ideas, sketching. Um, ideally, I think it'd be fun to come up with some comedic shorts and they do music to that That'd in cool. the near future. Yeah. yeah. But besides, yeah, pretty much just being, working and then being silly when I'm not working. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah, very good. So, yeah, no, it's, um, and you were pretty tiny when you started doing music, huh?
1: Yes. So,
0: like, and and was your first instrument piano or, Mm -hmm. yeah?
1: Yeah, piano and then flute when I was 12. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I, I don't know if we discussed before, but you, you have a, a very special talent with the recorder.
1: Oh, yes, I can play the recorder with my nose. <laughs> That's
0: pretty... See, I'm amazed by this. People listening might be like, yeah, so
1: what so. <laughs> but... Used to upset my sisters <laughs> Well, did they have to use it after you? <laughs> they or? may have. I'm trying to think. I think I had one that was my own, but there was some public... The public recorder.
0: That sounds like a dangerous thing.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Very cool. So... Um, now you there's that CD that's being re-released um, that with uh, Rick, Rick McCracken. <laughs> um, where can people buy it, and what is the title of it?
1: I believe it's available on his CD, baby. If you look up Rick McCracken, mm-hmm. and the name of the record is Falling Higher. That's uh, one of the titles of one of the tracks on the album. That's one of his newer ones. and It's really beautiful. Um, lots of different genres he touches on there, cool. and, and yeah, ours was sort of a. It had like a daydreamy Beatles type of feel to it when he wrote it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And you, are you going to be performing anywhere coming up? Mm, Mainly, I plan on working out some of that material and bringing it to open mics again. I don't have anything else set up at the moment, but yeah, I'm going to try and focus on on getting more recordings down so I can start circulating stuff too. Very nice. Very nice.
0: That sounds very cool. Is there anything else you would like for the listeners to know
1: about your music and your process? Oh, keep listening, keep expressing yourselves. And um, I'm open to collaborating with other musicians long distance. Um, I want to do some more electro stuff and voiceover stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But yeah,
0: because you've started doing voiceover with us. Yes.
1: <laughs> keep listening to the show. Yeah. It's
0: great. <laughs> You're a recurrent character on this.
1: Uh, is that weird doing voiceover? It's fun. It's really fun. Um, <laughs> I've discovered how much I like. Yeah, you get to focus entirely on your inflections and being in character. And that mm-hmm. it's interesting. and. Yeah. yeah
0: that's I guess that's kind of what I like about it is that because I I'm a if you go on my uh, Instagram or anything you can see what I look like I'm a I, I'm a very odd looking person <laughs> and it like you're not limited by your body or your size or anything like that that you can just really embrace the character and I always thought that was kind of fun
1: closest uh, to yeah. being a cartoon you can be um, that's what's yeah. exciting for me. yeah <laughs>
0: I would love if we could get this to turn into a cartoon. So if any of you guys are animators out there, um, I already have like character sketches that I kind of do at the beginning of every episode. So, you know, what, get on that. Yeah, it's pretty (laughs) much all laid
1: (laughs) out. Locked and lighted. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) I think ultimately that's kind of what I'd like to do with it is make it a series. Something like that. Because to make it more visual, the more passive you make something, for people like you give someone a book and they they can imagine it then you give them a radio show and they hear the voices they imagine the characters you give them a tv show and you have it kind of all there for them they just passively take it in and i feel like that's how you kind of sometimes reach people yeah <laughs> it's just make yeah. it easier for them so I'd, I'd like to do that i think it'd be kind of cool but yeah what? so what would you be on board if we could oh
1: 100 <laughs> yes okay. yeah
0: very cool. So, what what have been some of the challenges with your character that you found this
1: season? Um, no, it's good, and it, you know, I uh, I think it's it gives some reflection, just because it does remind me, you know, even the, some of the bratty or less attractive qualities of Margot remind me of when I was younger, different points in my life recently. So yeah. it definitely. I think it's, we've all been yeah Margo. yeah it's a, it's a good <laughs> honest look at yourself and then you're like oh how do i be a brat oh just just be me and it's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's fun yeah
2: yeah
1: <laughs> but very i cool. think um you write her with depth too you know like she's not just arbitrarily cruel or whatever there's rationale behind your yeah. behavior so yeah. i like that too so very cool <laughs> okay cool so thank you
0: for being with us today And thank you for giving us this interview. Thank you. All right. I'll let you get back to regularly scheduled life. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys.
2: Bye.
0: Hey everybody, it's me, Nap, again. I just wanted to let you know that if you are enjoying Creeping Wave Radio, then be sure to check out our sister podcast, The You Mind. It is a play within a play, it's a related podcast, uh, and you don't need to listen to one to understand the other, but sometimes there's a little bit of a crossover and it's kind of fun. So check us out on The You Mind podcast, and uh, all the links are going to be in the description below. Also, there is Lost Bread Comics, which deal a little bit about uh, Napoleon's lucid dreams and the mysterious woman therein. So if you're interested in that, uh, it's all a related universe, and you can go check that out at www.lostbreadcomic.com. So if you would like to support the show, one of the biggest things that you can do is you can just like, comment, subscribe, leave a rating. That is always amazing because uh, that helps us kind of get found by other people who might enjoy the show too. And uh, that's a really great thing. If you want to help us out, help us get better equipment, help us, uh, you know, support the show, do, do that kind of a thing you can go to patreon.com slash nap, and the link again is going to be in the description. Uh, patreon.com slash nap, and you can make a monthly donation as low as $1. And uh, if you're not really into that, you're not feeling the Patreon kind of vibe, you can also buy me a coffee. Yes, because I always need a coffee. Buymeacoffee.com slash Lucid Lucidnap, that's me, because I read a comic book about lucid dreams, and it's a thing. So, yeah... Anyway, but uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Thank you so much to Margo McGrath for doing our score and for being our musical guest. And of course, our theme song is Runaways by Arcade High, if you enjoyed that. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. And you know what? Special thanks to our Patreons, The Grimerica Show, and Nikki Benfield. We could not do it without you. I I don't know where we'd be without you, but nowhere that I would want to be. So anyway, thank you so much, and thank you for joining us on this episode. And uh, talk to you guys soon. Bye.